Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
כבודו, מעלי עולם כבודו, מעלי עולם כבודו, מעלי עולם משרתיו שואלים איזה לזה.
in der Früh geht er zu, machen da wünschen mit Abrennen. Sie sind rebenden Kufen zu kämen, öfter empfangen erkennen. Jedes Wort suche ich fort mit Kavune und mit Gefühl. Ob er lang noch manchmal in der Essere, es war noch als der ganze Schiel. Wie ich betracht, Sampun am Lacht, der Schischiwe gut lang erzieht. Mistam schwebte der Zeier heuch, in die Himmeln Vater flieht. Ich kläre an, smittig sein, größe Scheimes heuch und erschien. Muss es fehlt mir noch in Kavunes, bet ich Rebbe lebend mir. Oi Manta, ihr liebe Kind, du lebst in Natur. Ich trage nur den Buschen Touch, an jedem Bruch ist eine ganze Welt. Wenn ich im Oberzieht zum Bruch finde, heut du es, such ich mein Leben, mein Herz wird umgestellt. Wie soll ich euch im Danken genieg auf alle Kassude? Aber alles geht. Es liegt noch zu dem in jedem Siede. In der Fülle, wenn sie geht ins Schwelle. Auch bei Zahn, ich hab du lieb. Kohl schicken, darf man sehen. Wenn das Leben geht hier geschieden. Sie bedanken dem lieben Taten. Von tiefen Herzen, neu der Hand. Oi, mein lieber Fuß. Die Gäste ins Haschpuels. Jede, jede Saben juchet, jede Kind ist eine ganze Welt. Mit Leuben dankt sie dir, die Keiler heute du es. So gich meute, mein Herz wird umgestellt. Weil die Eibich und so gehen ein Schäbach verraten.
JM in the AM. Thursday morning broadcast. Boy, the first thing I got to do this morning is thank those who've been supporting our campaign. I uh, I realized that we restarted the campaign and that, uh, you know, went way past the original deadline and declared that next week will be the deadline, but I never expected that people would respond the way they did so far. We haven't even gotten to the real home stretch yet. So a big thank you to all the loyal listeners out there and loyal members of the community who understand the importance of JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. A big, big thank you. Seriously. Really heartwarming. A lot of great donations came in overnight, which is so appreciated. So a big thank you to everybody who's been participating. Yesterday we got an anonymous donation of $1,000, which was, of course, matched to what's really $2,000. And um, that person prefers to remain anonymous, which I appreciate. But boy, did they make a nice commitment to this radio project. And then the Brody family... Apparently, Aaron Brody has been spotted in the New York area over the last couple of days. That's the uh, the vibe that I'm getting, even though normally he tunes in from the sunshine. I shouldn't say that. I, don't, I shouldn't say that. I think sometimes he tunes in from the sunshine state, and sometimes he tunes in from the empire state. I don't know if one is more than the other. Uh, and I want to thank him and his family for the early morning donation here at JM&AM. He actually commented, I think it was him who commented on the app overnight, before 6 a.m. this morning, so you're not going to see it on your app, but we see it, of course, here, since it was before 6 a.m. He says, uh, thank you for the great programming, and I appreciate that very, very much. If you haven't yet given, by the way, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and we thank you. Uh, Mordechai ben David had Modim. You heard the Kavoda that was Shlomo Katz. Barry Weber with... Um, Avinu, that brand new Matt Dub selection that starts with the words Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Aravim done by Yaakov Shweki, Eighth Day brand new with We Want, and of course Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN Nachum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Again, to donate to our 40th anniversary campaign and be among the donors who want to see JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network continue strong, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And we thank you. Oh, by the way, I got to thank Uncle Saul. Uncle Saul knows who he is. He knows who he is. Uncle Saul also made a nice donation yesterday to uh, FJB, the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. I want to thank him. We had a wonderful, wonderful encounter here in my uh, Teenex studio, the NSN New Jersey headquarters yesterday. And it was so wonderful to reunite with him. It was really, really wonderful. So a big, big hello to Uncle Soul. By the way, I had not, I, I didn't mention yesterday that on Tuesday, I had an opportunity to visit the Hask Center in Brooklyn, New York. Now, the same way that I had to make sure to get this straight, everyone out there needs to get this straight. The Hask Summer Program and Camp Hask is one 
I don't want to say little piece, but for the purposes of this conversation, we'll say it like that. One little piece of the entire Hask operation. And Shmiel Khan and Yehuda Mayor Horowitz and Avi Sachs on Tuesday gave me a, uh, I mean, to say it was a VIP tour was, I mean, that's an understatement. They went all out. Such a welcoming committee. And everywhere I went that day, such wonderful people. Um, and they showed me what goes on on a daily basis in the uh, 40, 50 residences that are under the Hask umbrella, uh, in the Hask Center, in the Dayhab programs, in their um, acute care, urgent care center, all the different things that are happening. And boy, it is impressive. It is very, very impressive. And as much as we concentrate because of the Jewish music and because it's the summer, we concentrate on camp, which is, again, a very important piece. But there's so much, so much else, so many other things that Hask is doing year-round. And for the first time, this was actually a conversation that happened backstage at the concert where I revealed to Shmiel that I had never seen the Brooklyn operation and what they do and how many they service and how many families they help. And he said, we got to put an end to that. You got to come see it. And it worked out for this past Tuesday. And all I could say is call a vote. They are really, really helping a population in our community that needs great assistance, that has many needs. And, and you don't realize the numbers that they are helping. That's what got me about the whole thing. It is, it's just, it's astronomical. The numbers of families, of people, of clients, of services, it's really something. So a big shout out to anybody and everybody who was part of that welcoming committee at so many different places in Brooklyn, New York on Tuesday. Uh, according to what um, Avi and Yehuda Mayer and Shmiel told me, I, I only saw the tip of the iceberg, which I believe after seeing what I saw. Um, but it was really, it was really, and they gave me the most beautiful gifts. <laughs> the clients were making teddy bears. Um, <laughs> so they made one for me with a, with a microphone in the bear's right hand, which was really cool. I, I have it at home. <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, they baked cookies, which was really nice. They, they gave me a, a, a housewarming gift, even though I was visiting their home. And Shmiel, uh, had one of the residents present to me. Just a beautiful picture. I, I love it. It's just a, a, a great picture of the Hask stage with me there as the MC. It was very meaningful to me. It's just a, gr- a great scene. And um, I actually am trying to decide if it's going to go into this studio or into the New York studio. But um, it, was just, it was just great. It was just beautiful, wonderful. I never expected gifts, frankly. Uh, but what they gave was very, very meaningful. A lot of thought went into what they did. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you very much to, to the ladies. Uh, so many of the people that are coordinating these programs and leading these efforts are amazing women in our community. Call a vote to them. And um, it was just a wonderful visit and a great day with Hask. So uh, coming up here on a Thursday morning broadcast, uh, Daniel Posner, who will join us in about an hour, is the founder of an organization called Athletes for Israel. And um, for those of you who know me, (laughs) there's two things that I really, really am into. 
sports, and Israel. Those are two of the things I'm really into. And uh, he has gone ahead, and I only discovered this because of what he did with the Yeshiva University men's basketball team. Otherwise, I don't know if I ever would have realized what's going on. Um, but they're doing amazing work with people who have a a massive network um, around them, and we'll explain. I'll explain that coming up. And um, and people who have a tremendous amount of influence, athletes in this country. At every level, um, garner a tremendous amount of attention, and what they're into, and what they think, and what they say, and what they feel, is important to so many people. So we will discuss athletes for Israel coming up here at JM in the AM. It's a Thursday, you know what that means? Full lineup, lots of great things going on. Mark Zomik tonight, seven p.m. Eastern time. With the Erev Shabbos show brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Yossi Zawag with a Thursday live lunch at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And plenty more. Keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
Nein, 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 nein. Nein, 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 nein. Nein, 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 nein. Oh, oh, oh. Israel, give me music, let's go. Everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a hand to the one and only Yaron Groshovsky. Thank you, Yaron.
jam in the am with Aspak Laria. I got to take some of uh, listener Edie's Ricola. Boy, this cough is driving me nuts. Daddy, before that was Sim Shalom. You heard Tarot Siva. That was the Yeshiva Boys. Chaim David. That's not a brand new one. That is um, Brach Dodi off of uh, his Good News Bearers album. Mordechai and David had Modim here at JM in the AM. Good morning. Welcome to a uh, Thursday on this very first day of February as we get closer and closer to the uh, four-month mark. We are soon going to be at the four-month mark since October the 7th. Hard to believe. Continue to pray for our soldiers. Continue to pray for our hostages, our brothers and sisters being held by the enemy. Imagine what every single hour, minute, day is like for them. Can't even imagine it. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSegal.com and the AlchemSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Galites on the background. to our news from Israel coming up. Daniel Posner is going to join us. Coach Elliot Steinmetz is going to join us. Uh, Dr. Lewin is scheduled to join us. Big event coming up, the LOL event. We'll talk about that. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, AlchemSegal Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Full Thursday here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You know what that means. No need to touch that dial. Great programming all day, all night. Amazing programming. Weekly update with Malcolm Honline tomorrow morning, scheduled for 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Go to our community calendar for a whole bunch of events, including the fireside chat with Jason Greenblatt that's going to be happening at the Young Israel of East Brunswick this coming Saturday night. NahumSiegel.com slash community dash calendar. You'll see the fireside chat with Jason Greenblatt. It's going to include a presentation by two of the heroes of October the 7th. Young Israel of East Brunswick is where it's happening this coming Saturday night. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday is next. We say Boker Toe from Jam in the AM. Galitzal, Hashash Time. Baulpane Hudgraf, in Mashekoreachshav. אזעקות הופעלו לפני זמן קצר בקריית שמונה, מרגליות ובמטולה. כתבנו בצפון אדר גיציס מוסר כי לפחות ארבע רקטות נפלו בשטחים פתוחים במרחב מטולה. לא דווח על נפגעים או על נזק. חשד לניסיון פיגוע דריסה סמוך לעמדה צבאית בקריית ארבע. מספר מחבלים האיצו עם רכבם לעבר לוחמים שהיו במקום והצליחו להימלט. הכוחות ירו לעברם ופגעו בעובר אורח פלסטיני שעבר במקום ונפצע קל. ידיעה שמסר כתבנו ביהודה ושומרון, הוד בראל. המגעים למשא ומתן לשחרור החטופים. בכיר פלסטיני מסר לרויטרס כי חמאס לא צפוי לדחות את הצעת המתווכים להפסקת אש ברצועה, אך בארגון לא יחתמו עליה ללא התחייבות של ישראל לסיים את המלחמה. יעלה דוד, אחותו של אביתר דוד, החטוף בעזה, שהשתתפה אמש בפגישה עם ראש הממשלה נתניהו, אומרת לנורית קנטי בגלי צה"ל, 
לא היה עיסוק בפוליטיקה. נתניהו קרא לנו להמשיך להפעיל לחץ ציבורי על קטאר. כל השיחה הייתה מאוד עניינית, לא היה איזשהו ניסיון אה, אה, לסכסך או להיכנס לפוליטיקות. אה, זה שראש הממשלה יושב ומסתכל לנו אחד-אחד בעיניים, אני חושבת שזה אה, רוב המהות. הוא באמת אמר שלקטאר יש... המון 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 השפעה על חמאס. הוא אמר כמה הפעלת לחץ עליהם היא חשובה מאוד מאוד מאוד, גם מבחינה אזרחית וגם מבחינה הנהגתית. משפט נתניהו הפרקליטות סגרה את התיקים נגד וואלה וידיעות אחרונות בפרשות 2000 ו-4000 והגיעה להסדר מקל עם בזק שתשלם 800 אלף שקלים. בפרקליטות נימקו בין היתר את ההחלטה בכך שעבר זמן רב עד להכרעה בנושא. כתבתנו לענייני משפט תמר שונמי מזכירה כי שאול אלוביץ', לשעבר בעל השליטה בוואלה ובזק, ונוני מוזס, המוציא לאור של ידיעות אחרונות, נאשמים בפרשות 2000 ו-4000. עשרות נפגעים ובני משפחות של נרצחים בטבח בשבעה באוקטובר הגישו בארצות הברית תביעה על סך מיליון דולר נגד איראן בטענה כי היא ניהלה את המתקפת חמאס. נטליה בן צבי, אמו של סגיב ביילין בן צבי שנרצח במסיבה ברעים והצטרפה לתביעה, קראה בגלי צה"ל, איראן אחראית לטבח בדיוק כמו חמאס. מה שקורה עכשיו משפיעים עליי מאוד לא טוב. הניסיון לשכתב את ההיסטוריה, את מה שקרה בשביעי לעשירי, מבחינתי זה להכניס אותם לספרי ההיסטוריה, לא רק שביעי לעשירי כאסון למדינת ישראל, שביעי לעשירי כאסון למדינות העולם, ומישהו היה צריך להרים את הכפפה כי איראן אחראית. מזג האוויר קר מהרגיל לעונה. מחר צפויים גשמים מקומיים מלווים בסופות רעמים יחידות, בעיקר במרכז הארץ ובדרומה. ולידיעת חיילי צה"ל ברצועת עזה, מחברת מטאוטק נמסר כי הלילה יהיה קר מהרגיל וירד גשם לפרקים מלווה בסופות רעמים. מחר יהיה דומה ותנשבנה רוחות ערות. ולחיילינו בגבול הצפון, גם שם הלילה ומחר ירד גשם מדי פעם. בהרים ישררו ערפילים ובחרמון ירד שלג. אלה החדשות שעורך יהונתן גריל. Cause I don't know where to be While you're out there battling For the survival of our nation Just know I have you in my heart Always with you No matter how far Looking towards the day When we'll celebrate me Coming home Achim biyachar No matter where you are I'm telling you I'll tell you
J.M. in the A.M. That's the debut. First time ever. Achim B'Yachad. What a song. Aryeh Kunstler, Shlomo Littman together. We really should get them on the air, boy. That is a powerful song. Achim B'Yachad here at J.M. in the A.M. Again, Aryeh Kunstler, Shlomo Littman together on that one here at JM in the AM. Good morning. It's Thursday. Thanks for joining us on this very first day of February, day 22 in the month of Shvat. Continue to pray for the hostages. We're approaching four months. We are approaching four months since October 7th. Continue to pray for our soldiers who are protecting us and the state of Israel and the land of Israel on a daily basis. Thursday morning broadcast, plenty coming up, including uh, Daniel Posner of Athletes for Israel. Elliot Steinmetz is going to join us, coach of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. We'll speak with him coming up here at JMNAM. Dr. Lewin's going to stop by. There's a big LOL event going on. 
He'll explain the whole thing to us here at JM in the AM. And it's Thursday, so you know what that means. It means a full schedule of great programming, Unlocking Greatness with Charlie Harari at 10 o'clock. He'll talk about Parshas Yisro and the topic of extracting our greatness. Miriam Alwalek at 10.30. We'll have Reverend and Dr. Adina Schmidman, director of the OU's Women Initiative. They'll talk about Sunday's Nachiomi Siyum celebration. Thursday Live Lunch will be hosted by Yossi Zweig, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. The kosher terroir, Simon Jacob, is joined by Dr. Uh, Shivi Drone and Yiftach Lustig of Gvaot Winery and wine connoisseurs Dr. Kenneth Friedman and Dr. Samuel Sofer to weave a tale of ancient grapes and modern triumphs. The Arab Shabbos show at 7 p.m. with Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Tani talks Parsha with Tani Gutterman at 10 p.m. Eastern time on the Torah portion of the week. So lots going on. It's Thursday, as we continue to say. <laughs> no need to touch that dial here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Kosher Halftime Show is brought to you by the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com. It'll air on February the 11th. We've started to release some of the information regarding the Kosher Halftime Show. Some of the things you need to know is that this year it's a very, very serious show. Even if it's in the middle of a football game, we are going to concentrate on what's happening in Israel and through the eyes of one of the masters of Jewish music, what it's like being in Israel with the Chayalim, with the soldiers. So that's the Kosher Halftime Show this year, and it's going to be happening on February the 11th. It'll drop just before halftime. You'll have an opportunity to enjoy it that night or any time. And again, a big thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm at InjuryLawyer.com. Also, Seth Levitt's going to join us next week. I, um, I've been mentioning that in order to have an appropriate Super Bowl get-together, yeah, even during these times, if you want to do it right, you have to have Hot dogs, knockwurst, and salami, plus other meat items from A&H. If you don't have those items for your Super Bowl get-together, I mean, is it really a Super Bowl get-together? I ask you. So he's going to join us next week. You can go to kosherdogs.net and take a look at all the great things that A&H has. Take your 10% discount with promo code RADIO. Oh, by the way, speaking of promo codes, speaking of promo codes, our friends at Artscroll are changing the promo code. Yeah. I am not fully for this, but I gave in. So when you go to artscroll.com, Ellie Beer was with us yesterday. There's a brand new book entitled Angels in Orange. If you order the book, Angels in Orange, or any book from artscroll.com, you want to use promo code RADIO24, RADIO24. That's going to be the, the, um, the uh, promo code going forward. So now, if I'm going to say it right, i got to say it this way. You know the rule. Whenever you go to artscroll.com, make sure to use promo code RADIO24. RADIO24. That's the promo code you need to know about, courtesy of our friends at Artscroll. And again, we are highly recommending the book. Those of you who heard the interview yesterday, it was, it was a ratings grabber, that interview. That I could tell you. It was a ratings grabber. And I thank Ellie Beer. And um, congratulations to Rabbi Nachman Seltzer on the brand new book, Angels in Orange. Angels in Orange, artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code RADIO24. RADIO24. Use that for artscroll.com for the near and distant future. How do you like that? Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nachman Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Um, Yaakov Shweki's brand new at JM in the AM.
צרון, תחושות כבדות. רצון להשלים, רצון להבין את האור לראות. מי אני ומה אני, היכן אתה? זה סוגר עליי, ומה איתך? mostly right but sometimes wrong now it seems that all has gone around a buzzing phone another alert countless updates more information it's hard to know what's real or what's reliable where are we to go to find the truth And tell us how things are without a biased view 
The schools were closed for everyone. Just open up, our kids are safe. Perhaps they don't know why we come to land. Chastei Hashem, we're let back in. Camp has started, but things are so different. How long can we succeed with this new plan? Weren't these the issues of the past? Haven't we arrived at shores, a safe haven at last? Our sacred rights can all be taken, all be gone. Don't take for granted what we thought we had. Just like that, a nation's trend, the things we thought were guaranteed. Now we see the nature of it all. Just hope this feeling doesn't pass With open hands and open hearts Help us continue our task Sam 
סוף סוף מדברים, שברנו את השתיקה, מצאנו דרך להסכים. בדיוק כמו הגלים, לא משנה כמה נסחפנו מהחוף, בסוף תמיד אליו חוזרים. כולנו מטרה, שבויים במציאות הזאת של פחד ותקווה. לא מפסיקים לחפש את האור בקצה המנהרה, גם כשנפלנו נשארה האמונה. גיבורים בצבע זית, אומרים שלום, נפרדים מהבית, ממעמקים קראתיך, שמע תפילתי, מתחנן אליך. עם ישראל J.M. in the A.M. One thing we have to admit, some amazing music has been coming out during this war. Chaim Zappel with Am HaNetzach here at J.M. in the A.M. Before that, Chaim Moshe Rechnitz with uh, Moshe Emes. Yaakov Shweki had Tenli Koach. JMM, good morning. It's Thursday. Don't forget that our 40th anniversary campaign is uh, heading into a home stretch. <coughs> oh, boy. It's heading into the home stretch. If you haven't yet uh, had an opportunity to uh, support our efforts, it's fjbunity.org. FJBUnity.org, and of course, we thank you. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Um, listener Chaya says, Mazda to my friends and colleagues who are doing the Nach Yomi Siyum, the Torah Imecha Shiurim from the OU, are an amazing way to learn Nach every day. Nice. 
Mary Mel Wallach has that as a topic today on That's Life starting at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. So Rabbi Goldwasser sent me a note. He said that uh, today's morning chizuk presentation went a little bit over time because it's a special message to the hostages or regarding the hostages. So he asked if I want him to cut it down, and of course, my answer was no way. We want to hear everything that Rabbi Goldwasser has, Rabbi Goldwasser has to say about this current situation and the way he has been dedicating so many of his words over the last almost four months to the hostages and to the soldiers is just amazing. And we can't thank him enough. Really keeps us focused, by the way, on um, the plight of our brothers and sisters in Israel and those who are being held by the enemy. So with that in mind, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learned that Klau Yisrael at the time of Kabbalah Satara said, Kol asher diber Hashem, na'aseh All that Hashem has spoken, we will do and we will hear. The great Kotzker asked the question, how could it be that each person answered, na'aseh, we will do. Each individual should have answered individually, e'aseh. I will do, ve'eshma, and I will hear. The Kotzker said that when it came time to Kabbalah Satara, every single Jew felt for their neighbor. They were sensitive to their neighbor's pain. They celebrated at their times of Simcha. Every Jew felt connected, inextricably bound. And that's the reason when it came to Kabbalah Satara, they said, Naaseh, we will do. Vinishma, and we will hear, because they knew that their neighbor also was excited and enthusiastic about receiving the Torah. All of our hearts and all of our thoughts and our minds, our prayers, our tears, are directed towards our brothers and sisters who are currently being held hostage. I have written a letter to all of the hostages, and I would like to share it with you. As I begin to write you this letter, my heart is full of hope. With the help of Hashem, you will soon be reunited with the rest of Klal Yisrael. All of you, collectively and individually, are constantly in our thoughts and our minds. We pray for you each and every day, at least three times a day. Many pray for you throughout the day because it's simply not possible to alter our state of mind and not to think of your health and well-being. Each of us has come to learn your names, recognize your faces, which are posted on signs and billboards all over the world. We read each one of your names daily from lists that are sent out and circulated worldwide. We pray for you with deep feeling and emotion because you are our family, our brothers, our sisters, our mothers, our grandmothers, our fathers, our grandfathers, our sons, and our daughters. In fact, our family is not whole till we will be reunited with each and every one of you. In truth, there has never been such dedication among Klau Yisrael, good people around the world, devoted belave of a nefesh to your cause. Before we go to sleep every night, our last thought is the hope 
that a bulletin announcing your release will pierce the news airwaves in the morning. Our first thought when we wake up in the morning is the welfare of our missing brethren. At every public gathering, at every simcha, at every occasion and event, special tehillim are recited on your behalf. Your absence has created a vacuum within the hearts of Klau Yisrael that cannot be filled until each one of you is safely returned. With the release of the 105 hostages, good people all over the world were driven to redouble their efforts to do everything humanly possible to secure your release. Many people have undertaken observance of special mitzvot. Many have begun to light Shabbat candles or to observe the mitzvah of Hafrashat Chala. Many people have organized Torah learning sessions in your merit. Many have accepted upon themselves to be more careful in Shmirat HaLashon. Each of us is trying to be a better human being, more pure, more honest, more ethical, kinder. It is all in your honor. I dare say that each of you has changed the world for the better. The profound effect that you have had on all of us is indefinable and beyond words. With Tfilos to Hashem, to help them in their efforts on your behalf. Your families have been reaching out worldwide with appeals in the media, holding prayer vigils and rallies. Their eloquence, their sincerity and their dedication, their great love, their unending patience and faith and their tears have aroused boundless empathy and compassion. Let us hearten ourselves with the immortal words of the great Sadiq, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. Afilu Bahastara, even in the most concealed places, certainly Hashem is also found there. I stand with you even through the hard times that befall you. As dark and dismal as the conditions as where you may be right now, you can be assured of one thing Hashem is with you, He is there. May we soon see the fulfillment of the prophecy of Yeshayoah Navi. Uftuye Hashem Yeshuvun. Then the redeemed of Hashem will return and come to Zion with glad song, with eternal gladness upon their head. They will attain joy and gladness. Sadness and sighing will flee. I leave you with one special request. Little Kfir Ben Shiri has become the international face of those being held hostage. Tens of thousands of orange balloons were released throughout the world in honor of his first birthday. Please try in some way to relate the contents of this letter to him. Tell him that over a million people are waiting to give him a birthday present. With a small tefillah to Hashem, do it for the sake of the young children. The little infants that never sinned. I am waiting together with all of Klau Yisrael to personally greet you. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizek. May we all hear Besuros Tavos, Yeshuas, Venechamos.
הקמים עלינו ניגפים לפניהם. הקדוש ברוך הוא ישמור ויציל את חיילינו מכל צרה וצוקה, מכל נגע ומחלה, וישלח ברכה והצלחה בכל מעשה ידיהם. ידבר שונאינו תחתיהם, ויעטרם בכתר ישועה ובעטרת ניצחון, ויקוים בהם הכתוב. Ain't no one gonna hold me down. Oh, 
I forget you. Fire not done, come from it. Jerusalem, if I forget you. Natanel Hirschnick and the Maccabees. Remember them, the Yeshiva University Maccabees? What a coincidence. We're about to speak to somebody very much associated with the Yeshiva University in just a moment here at JMN. Before that, David Yifra with Kulanu Ke'achad. One thing I mentioned earlier, the music that's been coming out during this war, a lot of it is pretty amazing, including some of the brand new selections we got this morning here at JMN. And... Um, and that's one of them, by the way. David Yifra's Kulanu Kiachad, an amazing theme, an incredible message, and a great song. Thursday morning broadcast here at JMNM. Well, I've been mentioning that uh, Daniel Posner is going to be stopping by in our TNEC studio this morning. He is the founder of Athletes for Israel. In addition to uh, Mr. Posner, we have the opportunity to speak with Elliot Steinmetz, who, of course, is the coach of the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. And um, they, together... Uh, just just embarked on an amazing journey to Israel, ended about 10 days ago. We're going to be talking about that, and then uh, Daniel Posner and I will speak about uh, the work that he's doing nationwide to bring some of the most influential people. I know not, not everybody gets this. I know my favorite topics are, ath- are, are sports in Israel, so everyone makes fun of me for that. Uh, but you may not realize just how influential athletes of any age and any level are in this country. He will help me describe that to everybody this morning at JM in the AM. Daniel Posner, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Glad to be here. Appreciate that very much. And Coach Elliot Steinmetz, a pleasure to welcome you back. And as I joked with you off the air, whoever thought that our first conversation during the 2023-2024 season would be about the team's efforts in Israel. Welcome back to the show, Elliot. Hey, thanks for having me. A pleasure. First of all, I got to take this opportunity, since we haven't spoken about basketball on the air this year, to congratulate you. In addition to uh, Tuesday night's win, a 13-point victory at Manhattanville, 
Uh, your team is sitting atop the Skyline Conference with a conference record of 10-1. and one. Uh, I don't know if this is considered under the radar, just because I didn't realize how great you're doing this year. doesn't mean that the vast Jewish community around the world who follows you guys didn't know. Uh, but it sounds like and looks like you guys are having another banner season. Is the 10-1 and one record reflective of what's really going on, Elliot? Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, Bill Parcells always says, right, you are, you are what your record you are, says right. you are. So uh, we're, we're, we're 10 and one, we're working hard. You know, we're fighting through uh, a lot of injuries this year, but we have, uh, you know, we have a lot of really good players that are uh, stepping up and, and doing their jobs and, you know, don't know where the season will end or, season will end or, or how it will go. There's a lot of really, really good teams in our conference, but uh, for right now we're, you know, managing to win most of the games and every time you're on i encourage people to go to your games tonight you're going to be at purchase we've been in that gymnasium before as fans this coming saturday night you have a big game against farmingdale at the max stern athletic center if not for my nephew's off roof i'd probably try to make it up there for that game but it's going to be a big one up in uh, the max stern athletic center saturday night and then you start to wind things down with all these skyline conference games until we get please god to the playoff season so all we could say is uh continue your amazing work on the court and now we get to talk about some of your work off the court um daniel posner why don't you tell us uh if you are in fact and and we will discuss this in depth coming up if you are in fact interested in taking athletes from around this country at every level certainly the college level to israel um one might think there's no need to do that with Yeshiva University students. The majority of them either are from Israel, some of the players are, or have been there multiple times. What in what went into planning and deciding that this trip is a good idea? Sure. So I started Athletes for Israel about five years ago. I became very frustrated by all of the negative publicity that goes on with Israel. No matter what it is, you always read about all the negative political, the negative sentiment about Israel. And so I said... I started looking at the PR in Israel, and everyone who you talk to says the Israeli PR machine is terrible. Yeah. Everyone will nod their head and say the, P the Israelis don't know how to do PR. So I met with all the Israeli heads of PR. I met with the head of the Israeli uh, within government, in, within Sahal, within the, the Israeli IDF, and I found all of them to be incredibly articulate and excellent on, on all of our issues. And so I said, it's not the Israelis. It's not we as Jews. In fact, we as Jews are not seen as objective when we talk about Israel, because we're not. We're actually subjective. We love Israel. No matter what Israel is, we're going to be behind Israel. And so I said, we need to start finding people who love Israel, who love Jews, who we can bring to Israel, and they can use their platforms to tell others about it. And those people that, especially within the millennials, who are largely anti-Israel these right. days, um, I said, we start, need to start bringing athletes and influencers to Israel. So I started doing it with professional athletes. We brought folks like, we brought dozens of professional athletes, including guys like Ray Allen, Eddie Curry, Ennis Cantor. I'm talking today to Anthony Edwards' agent about bringing him to Israel. I mean, the names you just mentioned are well known to us as having visited Israel. What we didn't know is that you were behind it. Well, we don't want Athletes for Israel to be the front cover of right. talking about Israel. We actually want the athletes themselves, we want the organizations themselves to talk about Israel. So a couple of years ago, I got a call from a guy named Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl is the head coach of Auburn. And he said, Daniel, I have this dream about bringing my team to Israel. Auburn uh, basketball team. Auburn the basketball Division team. one serious Division national one, power. They were just ranked number eight in the country. And 
Bruce said, I want to bring my team to Israel. And I said, we've brought professional athletes for years and we'd love to help you bring them to Israel. And so we did that about a year and a half ago. Right. We brought them for a 10 day trip. Also well publicized. I mean, Very people, well publicized yeah. all over uh, national. Uh, and our goal, I tell my team this every day. If we just reach the 15 million Jews, we will have failed. Right. Our goal is to reach the hundreds of millions of people who simply haven't made up their minds about Israel. They're going to step foot in college campuses in a year or two or three years from now. And the first thing they're, they're going to see is the Free Free Palestine movement or the BDS movement. And they're not going to know what to think. So we need to start seeding those younger folks at an earlier age so in now, places like Auburn, Alabama. Right, which is and, amazing. And this past summer, we brought Kansas State and we brought um, University of Arizona Two top, top teams. I was going to say, again, Division One powers. Arizona was was the number one uh, team ranked. They had a couple losses over the last few weeks. Uh, they were the, their top 10 team. Kansas State, as always, they, last year they were in the Elite Eight. Um, their coaches are all fantastic. Um, and I've built really strong relationships with them, such to the fact that the University of Arizona, the head coach, Tommy Lloyd, and the president of the university who came to Israel with us and the UAE to celebrate the Abraham Accords, um, he wrote one of the most powerful messages, anti-Hamas, pro-Israel, of anyone, such right. the fact that SJP canceled their, their rally the next day after he put it out. The key to all this is the coaches, right? That's essentially the key to Coaches, all the entire, um, you know, the team themselves. Each right. team is different, and each team has its own way. And so my focus had always been about bringing not Jews to Israel, because Jews have always right. already made up their minds about Israel. We hope, right. And people always ask me, well, you should bring Yeshiva University to Israel. You know, why you would be a normal thing to do. And I said, you don't understand the point of athletes for Israel. Right. We want to bring non-Jews to right. Israel and explain to them and educate them. And they love Israel. When right. they come, when you bring a non-Jew, a Christian to Israel, their eyes light up. It's like bringing a little child to the candy store for the first time. Well, I remember they Ray Allen. It. I remember Ray Allen's reaction was incredible. Incredible, to say the least. Elliot, as an aside, I'm just curious: how many Israelis do you have on the team right now? Uh, we have six. Oh wow, that's a pretty big number. Yeah. All right, so, so you know true. this: yep. you know that he has six Israelis. You know that the majority, if not all, of the team members have been to Israel. How did this happen? That Every single to take member them? had been to Israel before. October seventh changed the game, and we said. What are we going to do to have an impact because of October 7th? Because now Division One teams ain't going. D during a war, not only right. would they not go, I wouldn't want to bring them. Right. During wartime is not a time to not show off your right. It's not a, a time to show off your country. Right. Um, and we said, what can we do to show the world that we care? And it's important for us to show that we care about our brothers and sisters in Israel. And when we meet with, next year we were supposed to bring Duke and Florida and FAU and University of Michigan football, all of those teams when they see that we went to Israel during wartime to do nothing but solidarity, to do nothing but give hugs and love, they say, that we respect that. They know you're serious. You're they not, know that we not, care about our brothers right. and sisters You're not from using the it world. as a vacation land. You're using it as a motherland, as the expression goes. Uh, Elliot, what, what types of activities did the team undertake on this trip? Yeah, I mean, people. Since I've gotten back, people keep asking about the trip. Obviously, and you know, we we we've talked about it. And I guess true to the uh, true to the mission of Athletes for Israel, it's something that we've been talking about with other teams when we play. So it's you know, it's, it's pregame conversation with coaches. It's you know, there are questions from players, and it's just become a topic of conversation. And then when I'm asked what the trip was like, it's very it's very hard to come up with words. It's you know, the one word I keep coming up with is unique. Um, I mean, it was everything. It was 
experiencing highs and lows emotionally and spiritually every single day in, in the things that we were doing. It was not your typical birthright or, you know, uh, modern Orthodox uh, family trip to Israel where you're going touring and seeing Masada and going in the Dead Sea. We visited soldiers in Sheba Hospital, and, and it wasn't just a, you know, a, a visit. It was conversations and, and, and opportunities to hear from them and hear what they're going through and hear the actual stories of why, why they're there, what, you know, why they're in the hospital, how the war is going, you know, what's, what's happening with, with their friends. And, and just you're hearing things that, that the world doesn't necessarily hear. Um, and it, and it's good because it, it gives us, you know, with the platform we have as, as big or small as it is, it gives us the information we need when we come back. So it's visiting soldiers in the hospital. It was being on an army base and having, you know, having dinner and a barbecue with soldiers who had just returned from battle, um, in Gaza. It was an opportunity to go to the Nova Expo in Tel Aviv, which was, you know, an absolutely moving experience for our guys. Uh, you know, it's very hard to hit college kids right in the soul. You don't see them react very often emotionally right. to things, and especially you know, watching them at that. Correct, and watching them at that at that Nova Expo, it just kind of you know you, you saw it. It tore them open, and they were and they were and they were going to talk about it afterwards, which Elliot, was very very special. Elliot, there was a basketball piece to this, right? Didn't you do clinics or or stuff for kids, and and there was actually a yeah, game. So, correct. So we we did do some basketball. We uh, we did some clinics with, uh, with with kids who were displaced from Stayrot and from other areas. Um, we were able to, you know, to work with them and have our guys work with them on the court, which was great. Uh, we we did a game with uh, Papua Tel Aviv's third division team in Tel Aviv, which was very very special. About fifteen hundred people showed up. Wow. Uh, Daniel would know Daniel would know better. I think something like six or seven thousand people watched it online. Um, you know, it was uh, just a very very special event. Uh, it, it, didn't, it didn't feel like a basketball game. It felt like it felt more like a just like a unity event. It was just really really special. Amazing. What did your six Israelis think of the trip? Because, you know, they're visiting their hometown, essentially their home state. It was a very different for them than for the other players. It, it was different. It, it was different for them because, first of all, they, they got to see their families. Um, right. You know, some of them right. for the first time since October seventh. Right. Uh, you know, and it was so that that I think was great. You know, one of them does live down in Beersheba, which is, um, as, as he likes to say, it's a, it's a ten second siren. Right. Um, it's in the region. So, you know, he's he's right in the region, exactly right down there. So they got to see their families, which was great. But I think more importantly, you know, they're here and they see that we care, you know, from 6,000 miles away uh, about what's going on in Israel and, and for us to be able to bring that there for them. Uh, the same way we were for, for the rest of the Israeli people, it was an opportunity for them to see us, you know, kind of, you know, put our, you know, put our money where our mouths are and, and, and actually go and be there and be there with them and with their families and, and and not just uh, you know not just walk around and stare, but be there and cry with them and smile with them and you know celebrate when it was time to celebrate and mourn when it was time to mourn. Elliot, uh, I know it's hard to put some of this stuff into words, but how do you explain to people what a team is all about? How do you explain that you know that that on a daily basis, on a regular basis, practice games, etc., you're going into battle? Obviously, using the word very loosely, especially these days. But you're going into battle, and you're together, and you have each other's interests at heart. It's for the betterment of the team when you have each other's interests at heart, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, what could you tell us about the experience that when that attitude? starts to travel together when that attitude you know is brought to israel for a completely different purpose how different is it because a team is experiencing it and a team is going through all of this together 
So it's, it's, it's not just different because it's a team. It's even more different because it's, it's, a, it's a Jewish team. Um, right. and, 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 and not necessarily because it's Israel. Um, you know, I, I talk very often about the uniqueness of the way our team is structured, the fact that it's, it's, it's really a, it is a band of brothers, and it is, it is guys who, while they're diverse in their, in their religious observances and religious backgrounds, they all have that same... Right, they all have that same tie and that same tie to Judaism, that same tie tie to the land of Israel, and it's something that I think you know, selfishly, it helps us on the basketball court as well, right? It gives us that chemistry. The guys care about each other, not just the bond. The bond gets stronger, right? The bond gets stronger. That's exactly what it is. So when you go and do something like this and you're experiencing it, you're not experiencing it as a team. You're experiencing it as a family. Right. Um, and, and that's what it felt like. And, 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 and our family kind of expanded on the trip with, you know, with Daniel and, and his group from Athletes of Israel and, and the people who joined us. And it became kind of this family of like 25 people or so that were you know, going around and experiencing all of these things together and then internalizing it and then expressing it and processing it. And it just, it just became a very, very special week. Do you see how much I love this stuff? Do you it's, see the expression on my face? You know, it, it, you know, sports fans will go anywhere in the world right. to, to support their team. Right. You see people, uh, I'm a Detroit Lions fan, people will fly out to San Francisco, the first four or five rows of the, of the championship game were all Detroit Lions fans. People, if you go to any European soccer match, people... Right. Will do anything for their sports teams. Israelis so travel passionate for their teams. Of course yeah. they do. Of course they do. But one thing that I wanted to just build on what Elliot was saying is that when we were there, we didn't just get to experience it. The Israelis that we saw, they were all so appreciative of our coming. Mm. They were so thrilled that they were given hugs by us. That we they that so appreciated cares. us. And the truth of the matter is, from our perspective, we're saying, yeah, you appreciate appreciate us, but you're sending your children to the war. And this is the least we could do is come visit you and support you and applaud you and thank you. Um, that's the first thing we did to everyone we saw. We said, thank you. Thank yeah. you for supporting us. Thank you for, for being the, the shield in front of the jewelry around the world. It's a humbling experience, Elliot, because people like me, as you know, call your athletes heroes. But then they're there in Israel meeting the real heroes, if you know what I mean. It's true. Although the, the the term came together this year because we we did actually get a chance to spend part of a day with one of our former players who's who's serving in Gaza. So wow. we, we did get to see our our, our heroes in quotes actually uh, become heroes. Unbelievable. Well, you know, I don't I don't mean it in quotes. I mean it seriously. But obviously, it's a different level and a different uh, different type of category. Elliot Steinmetz is coach of the University men's basketball team, the Maccabees. Daniel Posner is founder of Athletes for Israel. I, Elliot, before I let you go. Uh, we got. I mean, I'm sure people are, are wondering and are curious. Uh, the last time that your team was really high profile when it came to the issue of anti-Semitism, I would guess, was the Pittsburgh episode. And there was a lot of sympathy that poured in from around the country and around the world. And you guys were the target, I think we could safely say, of that sympathy. This has been a very different situation. Since October 7th, there have been a lot of people very vocal who are not uh, supporters and friends. I don't have to tell you that. You know it. Um, have you felt it? Uh, are there episodes on the court? Are there episodes before or after the game? Are there episodes as you guys walk other campuses? How are you in the role that you always have of representing the Jewish people so well, which we always emphasize, how are you being treated and being targeted? So we, we've had only one very, very minor negative episode. So I, I don't want to waste time talking about that because I think it's special to uh, you know, it's it's it, it, it was similar to what's going on at other college campuses. It was right. a very minor uh, minor episode after a game. Uh, college kids being 
uneducated and not understanding the world and, and, and shouting out terms they probably don't even understand. <laughs> um, and, and it happened once. But what I, what I would love to actually mention is, is the positive. Uh, sure. Because um, there's not a lot, there's not a lot of it out there and, 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 but, but it does exist. And, you know, we, we had our first game of the season was up in St. Joe's, Connecticut, where the program was started by the legendary coach, Jim Calhoun, who was the former coach at the university of Connecticut and three national championships. Um, and coach Calhoun came into our locker room before the game. Um, and, and spoke to our guys for about 10 minutes emotionally. Um, he had a whole speech prepared and he kind of, you know, put it back in his pocket and, and, and just talked to our guys from the heart about what was going on and, you know, how involved he is in, in Israeli charities and in raising money to send over to support the IDF and, uh, you know, how highly he thinks of our community and, and, and the, and the Israeli community. And it was just very, very special. Um, we had a similar experience at, um, at Mount St. Mary's in, in Newburgh where the president of the university, um, spoke to the entire gym before the game about the, you know, the bond with Yeshiva University and their, and their support for their, you know, uh, for, for people in Israel and, and, and the horrors of the attack. And it just was in, in a world where you're seeing so many negative things on college campuses, it, it was nice to actually see uh, positivity, um, not, just, not just the private conversations, which all of them have been very, very positive with, with coaches and players that, that, for the, you know, that I've seen uh, throughout the course of this year, uh, but, but also publicly. And you assume that the same is going to be happening tonight, right? You're at purchase tonight. You're assuming things will be calm, and if anything, it'll be a positive experience. Yeah, I mean, we we played purchase actually last week at home, um, and I, you know, I had I had you know their coach and, and numerous players come over before the game, ask about the trip, and and uh, comment on my sneakers and shirts, and <laughs> and and you know how, right. how uh, <laughs> exact all right, all all Israel themed, and uh, you know, just very very positive and and supporting comments. So you know, we we hope for more of the same. Do your and again, I'm I'm thinking of Pittsburgh because to me that's the episode that you know I remember so well in terms of how your team reacted and the and what was expected of them in a leadership role. And again, I think there was a lot of sympathy there. Are there are there athletes on your team now that are you know because of the negative atmosphere that's out there? And I know it's not a lot that you guys are surrounded by, but you understand what's happening in this country right now. Are there are there yep. some of them who are hesitant? to be in that position right now? Like, I didn't sign up for this to you know, represent the Jewish people and be the target of, you know, of, of slogans that are anti-Israel and anti-Zionist. Does anybody express that to you, or everyone's all in in terms of, you know, being on the front lines for the Jewish people? No, this this is an all in situation, and I think most I think most people uh, most people feel like that in in our world, not just obviously our athletes, right. but they for sure are are all in. They're very proud. We you know when when I came back uh, from Israel after Sukkot, um, you know the first conversation we had in practice was was a team conversation that the you know beyond the court does not matter this year. You know, as much as we're compete, we're basically competing for our platform this year. That's what we're competing for. We're competing to, you know, be good enough that people want to pay attention to us so that we can spread positivity and, and have a platform to do good things. And the key, the key for this year and the value for this year is off the court. And the value is what are we doing that's going to shed a positive light on Israel, on Jews, and what we're, you know, and what is going on in the region. Um, and that's, that's kind of been the sole goal. And, and, and from, from top to bottom, every single guy from, you know, one to 15 has, has been coming up with ideas, you know, wanted to obviously participate in, in the trip that, 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 uh, you know, that Daniel put together, which was, which was amazing, um, and find other ways to, to shed a positive light. So we said coaches are the key. What do you think of this guy? Uh, he's amazing. He's an absolute superstar and Yeshiva University. And I, I'm very involved with Yeshiva University is very lucky to have a guy like Elliot Steinmetz at the helm.
Yeah, Elliot, what you've done with this position is legendary, as simple as that. I know, I know you hate the accolades, especially publicly, but hey, make you uncomfortable for a minute. Uh, good luck tonight, and good luck for the remainder of the season, and continue to make us proud, and tell the players what we discussed this morning, because all of us are just uh, you know, very proud that we are you know, in the older generation, and looking at these guys uh, play such an important role um, in such an important arena. Um, so please convey that message to them, and I appreciate you joining us this morning. I will. Thank you so much for having me. And, uh, Daniel, always good talking. Great. Must have been a great adventure with him, I'll tell you. It was amazing. I mean, he's he's such a fantastic leader, and his entire team rallies around him and rallies around the cause, and it was just a special time to be there. And, and, and no, it's not necessary for people there to even be familiar with Yeshiva University basketball. There are plenty of people who had no clue who these guys were, but as you said earlier, were so appreciative that they just took the time to come and be there. Absolutely, absolutely. Generally, when I bring guys from Kansas State and Arizona and other college campuses, you know they're basketball players. Right. These are six foot ten, seven foot guys. And there's a good guys. shot that people will recognize and, them. And they yeah. recognize them, sure. When you, when you bring Yeshiva University, you don't necessarily know that they're basketball players. And then they see them on the court, obviously they can play. Uh, but they're just appreciative that they come, and they're appreciative that they're they did everything from volunteering, picking in the fields, to spending time at Shalva with developmentally able disabled children. Uh, did a clinic with them and played basketball with them. It was a week of solidarity, a week of volunteerism, and all these kids they signed up for it right away. It wasn't a question. Oh, and of, I heard hey, the sh- I heard the Shabbos was very special, also. Yeah, we spent a Shabbos in the old city at right. at, at, uh, at Aish, right. uh, and. It was incredible. And just to see the entire team come together, as, as Elliot mentioned, it's it's a team across the spectrum of uh, religious observance, and they all came together in such a spiritual and connecting way. And it's just a beautiful way to build a team. It's and, really a microcosm of what's happening to the Jewish people in general, I think. Well, he said that. He said that you know everyone feels they have a role, and they stand up with great pride, no matter what arena we're in. It could be business, it could be politics, it could be anything. And the team, obviously, is doing that in their arena. And I think just in general, what you just described is happening throughout the entire Jewish world. Daniel Posner's here. Okay, so Athletes for Israel, you described and mentioned an entire list of uh, Division I colleges that have been represented with Athletes for Israel in Israel. Life-changing trips for all of them. We hope it continues. If If some of the predictions are true that this war could go on for a while, is that going to long-term affect your activities? Or you think slowly, even with, you know, wartime activities going on, you might be able to, you know, to, to restart all of this? Sure. So, so first of all, um, uh, I'm 100% confident we're going to win this war in Gaza, wow. without a doubt. Um, but I'm not 100% confident we're going to win the PR war. And that's what Athletes for Israel is focusing on. Yeah. We need to focus on this broader... I mean, we see what's going on in the international courts. We see what's going on in the rallies all over the world. We need to focus on that. We need to spend time and and energy and financial uh, support for those efforts. And one of those ways is to bring athletes to Israel. We're talking to folks like Chris Paul and Tony Parker about doing that right now, just last week. And they know there's a war going on. And they know. They want to do solidarity trips. So the folks that have an interest in supporting Israel, doing solidarity trips, um, we, we are going to do those. So just the college-age kids, but, you're not sure but exactly. It's unlikely we'll do a team right. or a Division One team right. to send them into the middle of a war. Um, hopefully this war will end soon, and hopefully we'll be back up and, and going. But you know, this is a time when it's just all cards in the middle. We've all got to be all in in anything we can do. And that's why we just said you know, Yeshiva University was a no-brainer, and we're going to continue to do these kind of advocacy and supportive and solidarity trips to the extent we can. And... 
someone like Chris Paul, whose name is very familiar to a lot of people, even even the casual basketball fans, what interest does he have? How did you discover that he loves Israel and he wants to be part of Israel? Well, you know, it happens to be, everyone says to me, like, why do these people all want to go to Israel? Right. Israel is a bucket list place for everyone, for Jews, for non-Jews, especially Christians. Even non-religious non-Jews. Christians, um, even non-religious non-Jews, Christians in general, especially, and in sports, you know, one of the things that we, we share a lot of commonalities with the Christian community, the Judeo-Christian values are so strong. And instead of fighting with each other, instead of talking about our differences, we need to find out how we're similar. And it is true that Jesus walked in Israel thousands of years ago, and they love to walk in the same steps as he walked. And that's important for them. And being able to see them go through that process, it's amazing, it's eye-opening, they love it, and they love the Jewish people. And they all leave, thank God, with a positive point of view when it comes to the land, the people, and the state of Israel. Oh my goodness, they come there and they see the diversity. Right. They see the democracy. The they freedom. see they see the energy, the youth, the vibrancy. They see the beaches of Tel Aviv. They see the holy sites and the historical sites. It's an incredible place. We who have been to Israel so many times, we take it for granted. But when you take people there for the first time, when you take a Christian there for the first time, they absolutely love it. And then they come back and they tell all their friends about it as well. Yeah. And m mo many, many um, Christians, many people in sports, after you hit a home run, after you score a touchdown, what do they do? They're thanking God. They go, they point yeah. their finger straight right. up in the air. They cross themselves. Right. They thank God. They all have some kind of connection. And it's the same thing with our, our religions have so much in common. It's not about getting up to the plate. It's about your preparation. Elliot's team practices six days a week, 6 a.m. every single morning. Those guys... I mean, I, w I woke up early this morning to work out thinking if an 18-year-old college kid is waking up at 6 a.m. To, to work out, I could do the same thing myself. They're inspiring to all of us. And it's not just about the time. And the same thing with, with, with what we do as Jews. It's not just about celebrating the seum at the, at the end of a cycle. It's all every single day putting in the time, doing your daf, doing the daf yomi. Finally, you get to that celebration. We all celebrate together, and that's what we all see. But it's the process of getting there, and that's what sports is. Sports is about a process. It's about a commitment. And we do that in Judaism. We do that in all religions. And instead of fighting about our differences, let's find how we're connected to each other. couple of things. Um, it is hard, although I did say to the audience that we will try to explain it, it is hard to explain to people how active and large a network every athlete, college or professional in this country has. It is because of their popularity and because of their influence, they attract a lot of people. And they stay in touch with a tremendous number of people because if you stay in touch with them, you still are involved with sports and programs. <coughs> Excuse me. Et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if people who are not familiar with professional and college sports get it. But this is what it is. We don't, so a lot of people don't realize just how influential they are and how large their circle goes in terms of that influence. They have millions and millions and millions of followers, A. Just look at Taylor Swift, probably one of the most famous people in the world. Everybody now knows a guy named Travis Kelsey. Any sports players right. know them, but anybody, who was not, anybody who's not following sports now knows that Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs is dating Taylor Swift, and they reach hundreds of millions of people. I mean, they are, you know, we hear about different uh, political parties that are trying to court 
these famous people and athletes to make sure that people vote for them. That's right. I mean, it shows the influence that they have. You think we can get LeBron to go to Israel or not? I think so. Or yeah. LeBron's been in the works for the last couple of years. He's connected to certain Jewish. Uh, he is. He is very connected. I've spoken to a number of the people that have a very close relationship with him. He was supposed to come this past summer. Oh wow! Um, that didn't happen. Uh, you know, we'll probably have to put a pause on it until after the war. But I think LeBron's LeBron actually. You know, people were on the fence about whether LeBron was pro or not. He put out a, pu- a pretty public statement, positive towards Israel, um, at the beginning parts of the. And who the else war. do you think? Who are the other two, three people that? you know, would really make athletes who would make a real difference if they went there. Well, I, you look, I think LeBron is clearly up right. there. Uh, you he Maybe number one. He'd be great if we can get some of the folks from the Golden State Warriors right. there. Uh, they'd be great. You know, Omri Caspi right. played at the Golden State Warriors, so he's obviously connected to Steph and folks like that. But I think it's not only important to bring the pros to Israel, but also these college athletes yeah. that are going to become pros in the next year, two or three you know, our folks from Arizona, we've got at least one or two top draft picks that are going to be in the NBA in a right. year or two from now. And that's where ground zero is for anti-Semitism on college campuses. So if we can get, you know, the BMOC, the big man on campus to come to Israel, the cool guys, the popular guys to come to Israel and say, hey, I was in Israel. That place is awesome. That place is cool. It's not, you know, we, we often say, well, if they just understood the facts, then they'd understand about Israel. We've tried that methodology for years. <laughs> Way too many times. It's not working. Right. We have to rip up that playbook and start anew. People wonder um, why so many people in Hollywood, actors, actresses, etc., um, you know, lean a certain way, especially when it comes to Israel. Some of them have been very disappointing in this whole episode. And I think that w- that I learned about what the difference is between the world of Hollywood and the world of sports. You'll appreciate this. Um, so one of, a former athlete said this to me when I was involved with one of these uh, programs on a college campus regarding anti-Semitism. He said, you don't realize that when an athlete at the age of 18, nine, I may have said this to you, 18, 19, 20, is involved with football, right, as an example, football, it, it, is, it is something they're involved with 14 to 16 hours a day. They are consumed. It's all they care about, right? One out of a thousand will be drafted by the NFL. A thousand of them have a goal of being drafted by the NFL. So he says, it's not that we don't care about Jews and anti-Semitism. We have no idea what's going on. We we don't have a clue what's happening. (laughs) He jokingly said to me, who are the ones on college campuses that are spending time at these rallies and setting up booths with causes. It's people who have nothing else to do because they, right. they go to class for two hours a day and they have no you know, real vocation like football is. So I think that the athletes are so focused on their one job that they don't really get involved in all this political stuff, so to speak, different from Hollywood. You get into that environment and automatically, not automatically, but very quickly, you're going to be surrounded by a certain attitude, by a certain uh, atmosphere. So... You not only have influential people, you have clean slates who have made no decisions or have even given a thought regarding Israel. And here's an opportunity to show them the facts live and in person. That's exactly right. But you're absolutely right. You hit it right on the nail right on the head. These college athletes are spending multiple hours a day. In fact, the Yeshiva University kids, they spend three hours a day. And that's just, that's the minimum. Right. And I mean, that's, that's a, a division, for us. That's but a it's nothing for, us. for Division One. It's nothing, right. They're, they're in the weight room for an hour or right. two a day. They've got practice for an hour or two a day. They're One of doing them said film to me, for it an takes hour or two a day. to get taped up for practice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It is a full-time job. You wonder how they have time for any studies. Right. Or anything. 
Exactly. They're not going to, they're not, they don't have time to be going to rallies. Now, after October 7th, Athletes for Israel went to a couple of dozen college campuses across the country to do, to bring the sports communities within those campuses with, together with the Jewish students to bring solidarity and support. What? There was a big meeting? No, we did, um, we did events where we packed goods to send to soldiers, to send to... And the teams participated? And the teams participated. Give me an example. Give me one campus. So we went to the University of Arizona. We had over... And they packed for Israel? Yeah, we had the, we had the... The, the coach of the, the of the football team, the coach of the basketball team, Tommy Lloyd, Jed Fish. Jed Fish is now going to be the coach of University of Washington, the number two team in the country. He right. was just recruited to go there. The captain of the of the football team was there packing bags, and he's going to be in the NFL next year. We're going to see him on Sundays. Amazing. The work you're doing is, <coughs> excuse me, I know a lot of people listening don't get it. I understand that. It's hard to it's hard to you know wrap your head around it if you're not into sports and you don't understand the influence that these athletes have. But the work you're doing is remarkable. And as I said, it was the YU trip that brought to my attention all the other stuff that you've been doing for the last five years. We we had it this past summer when we took the University of Arizona and Kansas State to Israel and then for a few days to the UAE right. to celebrate and support the Ab- Abraham Accords. <laughs> we had over five million people watch us and support us and follow us. Now you weren't one of the 5 million people that did, but it was probably within the, it wasn't, we weren't geared, we're not geared in the Jewish communities. Although we were in every single Jewish paper that weekend at the end of August, um, we're focusing on places like Tucson, Arizona right? and, and Auburn, Alabama and, and Manhattan, Kansas. It's right. not Manhattan, New York city. Right. It's Manhattan, Kansas. But I may have been familiar with that. I just didn't realize you were behind it. That's all, which is amazing. How do people support Athletes for Israel? Is, a, is, it, is it a public thing where people could actually... It's a 501c3 become- charitable um, uh, endowment. And uh, we, um, you know, there's a lot of demand for people that come to Israel. There aren't enough resources to right. bring as many people who want to come. Well, I so, think that there might be people listening who actually would want to take an active role in what you're doing, frankly. We'd love to have them. Athletesforisrael.org. Dot, dot .org, simple as that. Yeah. Athletesforisrael.org. You can be in direct touch with Daniel Posner, and uh, he'll be more than happy to speak to you. And if you want to donate, there's a donate option there on the website. And you can become a supporter of their incredible work. And I know that to many people, it doesn't sound so important in terms of what they're doing. You don't realize how vital this is, how some of the most influential people in this country are, um, are having their opinions regarding Israel shaped by a group like Athletes for Israel. So... We take it seriously. We highly recommend it. And those of you who uh, would like to support it, you have an opportunity on the website at athletesforisrael.org. Um, so now you're back from the YU trip. You're going to do, uh, hopefully, a couple of journeys with individuals, as you said, right? That's exactly right. Over the right. next few months. Yes, that's And then the you'll see the way things go. And we're hoping the war ends soon. Right. And then the teams pray. will be able to And then start teams going are going to start coming. I just got a call from one of the agents. He said he, he's interested in bringing the team as soon as the war is over. Wow. So. Let's hope and pray. A lot of, uh, uh, th- that's a, actually, that's an important connection, I would assume. The agents are important. Right. The athletic directors are important. Sure. The coaches are important. It's a, it's a small, tiny network and universe of people that I'm starting to, that I've really built a, a strong co- connection and relationships to. And they're the ones who, you know, who are, who are the, the, the closest people to, uh, to those teams and, and to the players to bring them. Did you watch the Barry Sanders documentary? Oh, that was amazing. Amazing. Daniel, and, do you know... That I said to my four sons after I watched it, 
I said, I want to watch it with you. Oh, with, what a with brilliant, the, brilliant call. And, and he had four sons. He has four and sons. Did you see the relationship with his oh, father and oh, then with please. his kids? Was, no, I was crying. The footage was no unbelievable. Idea. What a mensch this guy what is. What a mensch. And as we saw, he didn't come from the most menschlich father. That's exactly right. And what a mensch is this guy's Barry said there's, I'm telling you, I don't remember, was it Apple TV? I don't remember where it was. I saw it, Hulu maybe. But it's a documentary that's simply remarkable. And if you're a, a football fan and a fan of life, you'll enjoy he's, he's, it. He'd talk about an unof. That guy is is probably the most modest man I've ever seen. Did you in my see life. Sunday? You know, he met up with Joe Montana. Of course. Oh, even I'm, that looked like Anivus. Oh yeah. Even he, that he is. You know, he's the one guy when he gets into the end zone and and scored a touchdown. I've been there a million he, times. He before. just hands right. the ball to the referee. Yeah. He doesn't celebrate. He doesn't yeah. spike it. He does not celebrate. He's just like, oh, it's like we've done it before. And again. we're talking about him, even though he retired thirty years ago, twenty five years. Yeah, ago? Yeah, something or like twenty something years like ago. I, since I've been a fan, I was very sad when he retired. Right. Him and Calvin Johnson. Fortunately, you know, the Lions look like a pretty good team right now. Can we get so Barry to go to Israel? I don't know if that would, that, would that be a big, uh, I don't it know would that. be, it would be a big draw for Detroiters. That's for right. sure. Yeah. We, we should try to, and we should to try him. to get Eminem to Israel and we, we should try to get Jared Goff to Israel. I love that. Love them all. Great yeah. guys. And he, and he signed me up for any Detroit team. We, we, we we're talking to some of the bad boys, oh, the eighties wow. guys, guys like uh, Bill Lambeer right. and Joe Dumars right. and, we, we Dumar that, seems like a real mensch. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's a GM and, and and he's been very very involved and in, now he's involved in the NBA right now. I wonder now. if Isaiah's ever been to Israel. It's with his New York connections and everything. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know that he's been. I don't think he has. You know, he's he's had some colored past since right. uh, since he left the and NBA. And do the Lions have any Jewish players? Any that you know of? You know, it's funny that you ask. Uh, their linebacker, his name is Anzalone. Yeah. He's got the long blonde hair. If you see it, it's coming out out of his uh, out of helmet. his uh, helmet. On October 7th, his parents were on a Christian trip to Israel visiting, and they had trouble getting back from Israel at the time because they were booked on a non-LL flight. And it took them several days, and it, was, it became big news coverage of getting them back in Detroit and getting them back home. Uh, but yeah, they, they have some kind. I don't know that there's any Jewish players, right. but uh, there are definitely people who are connected to Israel. To Israel. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. My pleasure. Great to see you again. Phenomenal to see you, and your efforts are incredible. Daniel Posner, everybody. If you want more information, athletesforisrael.org, athletesforisrael.org. More coming up. It's Thursday at JM in the AM. Give me 
me so perseveres through it all. Even when the world seems broken, even when the tears don't seem to dry, we will rise above, we will stand as one. I'm Yisrael Chai. Even when the pain feels so heavy, even when it's hard to see the light, we will rise above, we will stand as one. I'm Yisrael Even when the tears don't seem to dry, we will rise above, we will stand as one. I'm Yisrael Chai. Even when the world seems broken, even when the tears don't seem to dry, we will rise above, we will stand as one. I'm Yisrael Chai. Even when the pain feels so heavy, even when it's hard to see the light, we will rise above, we will stand as one. I'm J.M. in the A.M., Danny Palgon on a Thursday morning broadcast here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before that, one of the new selections, that was uh, Yaakov Asilowitz with Low Era. A lot of great music, as we've been saying, out of this uh, out of this war. If there is one beneficiary or one benefit to what our brothers and sisters are going through. Um have been a lot of amazing and incredible musical selections that um, have come out because of the war. Thursday morning, JM and the M full schedule today, as you would suspect, including Yussi's Wagon, a Thursday live lunch at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Mark Zamek, the Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbos show airs at 7 p.m. tonight. Malcolm Homeline tomorrow morning. Executive, uh, excuse me, uh, Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. That's tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Dr. Jonathan Lewin is with us. This time yesterday, he was in surgery. Not, God forbid, because he needed it, but because he was performing it on somebody. In other words, what I'm trying to say is that's how he normally spends his time in the world of medicine. Would that be an accurate uh, description, doctor? Spend some time doing that, yes. I mean, some time. Isn't that your main vocation? It's or a, or, or it's only on Wednesdays? Is it your main when, vocation? Wednesdays is a big day. You're Wednesday's right. surgery day. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I can't shake this thing. I apologize. Oh, you're a doctor. Maybe you can help me out. There must be an associate of yours who's an expert on uh, whatever it is that I'm suffering from. What do you, I mean, from the cough, you mean? To Terrible say? cough, doctor. Terrible cough. Please diagnose something immediately. Send the prescription to the pharmacy. I'm begging you. I don't know what the diagnosis is, but I can do spine surgery on you if you want. Interesting. Would that be, you think that would solve the problem? It would solve my problem. <laughs> Excuse me. 
I appreciate that. I thought you'd bring over some chicken soup, but apparently you don't think that that's a... No, no, thanks. Apparently you don't think that the chicken soup's a, a necessary... Uh, I think there was a study that came out. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was a match-controlled study, but that chicken soup did help the common cold. All right, so is this something that you can verify? Like, can you go to the New England Journal of Medicine and find out if this is real? Because I, I don't want to do something just based on rumor. I don't want to go and fill up on chicken soup because you think that they may that it may you know improve the situation. I want definitive information here. I can do better than New England Journal of Medicine. Oh, yeah? Let's go to Noah's Ark and have a chicken soup. <laughs> anyway, um, you are coordinator of an event called LOL. For those who don't know, LOL has become a common expression when it comes to laughter, when it comes to laughing out loud, if you will. But you, in this case of LOL, have named it Law Orthopedics Laughter. Apparently, you're asking people, I assume, in the uh, legal profession and in your surgical profession to come and make people laugh. Would that be the, uh, would that be the way of putting it? Well said. Oh, there you go. I'm shocked at myself, frankly. Uh, they're looking for people to try out and be part of it. Has this happened already, the tryouts or not? Yeah, pre- tryouts are done. It's over? Yeah, it's overstuffed. At, seriously? Yes. You are overbooked for tryouts? Yes. There are people who think they're comedians? Everybody who was ever in the camp play thinks he's a comedian now. That's what's going on. Any women apply? No. All men? All men. And uh, were any of them funny? Were you at the tryouts? I was at every tryout. And? Were you impressed by anybody? Yes. That's it. That's all I'm getting is a yes. You got to come to the show. Well, I mean, meaning you're going to put up people that really are going to make us laugh. Um, we're going to put up people that have um, <clears throat> a desire to do show their talents uh, towards the benefit of Israel, right. um, towards their own benefit. I think that needs to be mentioned right. too. They want to. They want to advance in they this want industry. It, they yeah. want it. Well, um, most of them are not. Uh, don't have aspirations. Right, but pro- as a hobby, they want to do well at it. Right. Sure. People yeah. like to. They want to uh, give it a shot. I was just with a Talmud Chacham recently, Ravitsa Weinberger, and we were, we have, he's a patient of ours, and um, he's also a cipher here in town, believe it or not, right. and uh, he said, yeah, when a person has a talent and an ability and he's not able to utilize it, it, it leads to agitation. Right. I get that. And um, so here, that, you understand that, oh, and therefore, yes. <laughs> and therefore here, so what ended up occurring here is when the war broke out, um, everybody wanted to rally around Israel, and it immediately became apparent that there's going to be no end to the need, no end to the financial need, no end to the ongoing need for unity, and therefore people began to write checks, and they're continuing to write checks, and they're going to have to. But at the same point in time, people want to be able to utilize their abilities towards that end too, and so there's additional benefits to an event like this in which people can bring their collective talents as well as raise money as well as come together as well as show our Achenu Beretz Yisrael that um, we're thinking about them how many people will be on stage that night um, I don't have the final count there'll be an Israeli singer Ilan Tal from the Israeli Hasidic uh, festivals um, he was I mean we're going back a few years now if you remember the song Tinat El Nafshi yeah, I think it was 19 that was he had a solo in that song Malchuscha right. um, can there be five comedians? Can there be oh, there's going to be more. There's going to end up being about seven. Ami Kozaks, who is a, oh. a professional, will be there. He's um, funny. He's funny. Um, and uh, we chose him for a particular reason. Um, the uh, Israeli singer. Three people pointed out independently that he looks like Donald Trump. 
The singer? The singer. If you take a look at the flyer, he looks like Donald Trump. Uh, and uh, Ami Kozak does a very good imitation, an excellent imitation of Donald Trump. So we thought there'd be some synergy there. Wow. Aside from that, Ami Kozak is a funny comedian. Our former commander-in-chief had an influence on this event. Imagine yeah, how do you that. like that? He may show up too, by the way. Yeah, right. Comedy and Talent Night to benefit Gears, which we'll explain in a minute, and their efforts on behalf of children. <laughs> Excuse me. In Israel, it's happening at the Rain Event Space. That's what it's called, Rain Event Space. Rain Event Space, um, which is three three ninety nine Water Street in Teaneck, New Jersey. A week from tonight, February the eighth, beginning at seven p.m. Seven p. Uh, beginning at seven p.m. There will be a dinner. There will be a drink included. Um, it'll be a light dinner, obviously. I mean, uh, we wanted to create an event. Uh, this was a s- second or third that we've done, um, but now we're trying to keep a. Um, a, a, a close eye on cost because we want the proceeds or the profits right, to, go to, to all go to Israel. Right. But it's still uh, it's still going to be a very very high quality event. Uh, as I mentioned, dinner is included, music's included. Uh, there's parking across the street. The Scott Gartenberg from Rain Event uh, is a sponsor, um, and he's all in in terms of providing and wanting people to have the best possible experience. He's as, doing a good job at that space. He's incredible, Seriously. absolutely incredible. I didn't know it existed until uh, Zevi Fleetwood Savetsky mentioned it to me, who his office, um, you know, Savetsky's are video and audio professionals and they do many of the yeshiva and the big events. And he introduced it to me. And so he also is a sponsor of the event. He's going to run the audio visual. And it, um, I, it's going to be an outstanding experience. And the event space has been transformed into a theatrical milieu it, it is not something it looks like you, a theater it looks like a theater but when you walk in right. now it's going to look like a combination of a theater and a club which rivals right. any comedy space that we've seen in manhattan your center which is the uh, center for uh, let me get this right for musculoskeletal disorders did i say that correct correct is also a sponsor of the event dr jonathan lewin is with us you're going to be one of the presenters. Correct. People may not be getting it from this conversation, but they don't realize how funny you are. We'll see. We'll see. Don't take anything for granted. Well, Maybe this is I not am. your debut, is it? You've done it before. I have done it before. Um, yes, I have. You walked in very understated this morning, Dr. Lewin. I, I, you're, I, you're obviously not on a mission to make us laugh today. The Rambam says a person should walk in with his head <laughs> bent Low? Does the Rambam make his way into the act or not? Is he going to be mentioned that I, night or not? I have to look in to see the Rambams. And Hil- and, uh, I definitely know there is no comedy in Hilchus Tshuva. How much of I it have- is going to be a Jewish show? How much of these people's acts next Thursday night will be Jewish theme, like making fun of the community and things that we do, or is it not that direction? Or you don't know? <coughs> the, 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 well, At the tryouts, did anybody do the Jewish routine? You're asking great questions. Thank you. You're good at this. Well, it's not your first time, right? They say that. Okay. Uh, This is far from your first rodeo, right? So here's the thing. You're asking great questions. I want to hit them rapid fire since the way we're asking rapid fire. Number one, the event, uh, once you run an event nowadays, it's uh, obviously an event that's open to everyone, right? Right. We've advertised this certainly in Jewish link. But I have many colleagues that um, are uh, associated with the Center for Musculoskeletal Disorders. Vendors want to come and support And and the bottom line is, and we spoke about this, 
we've given many orthopedic talks. I'm going to be speaking at the New Jersey Workmen's Comp Association. Try and get people to come to an orthopedic spine talk. You have to you have to cajole them. You have to call in chips. Is the minute you tell somebody you're about to get on stage and there's a potential to make a fool out of yourself, where do I go? How do I sign up? How much They're is it? In. Doesn't matter. Everybody's all in. So. Um, so the answer is we don't a hundred percent know who's going to show up now based on previous metrics. I am Matt. It is definitely going to be a mixed audience. Um, so there will be uh, a majority of, uh, community, um, members, uh, certainly, uh, uh, um, of the Jewish faith, um, from our own community, from, uh, some of the comedians are coming from South Jersey, from Philadelphia. One, there's a cardiologist coming from Philadelphia. But my question is, are the majority going to have a Jewish angle to it? Correct. So the answer is if they are smart, they will not. No wrong answer. If they're smart, they will. If they're smart, they're going to get a metric on what the audience is going to be. They'll read the audience. Well, they need to re- I'm going to help them read it in advance. And right. I've told, as an example, you said to me, are they, did the tryouts, did they have right. a Jewish angle to it? Right. So one guy got up and he gave an all Jewish act. Right. And I said to him, I, I want you to understand your audience. It's going to be mixed. So imagine, let's, we don't know exact numbers. So let's say it's going to be 60, 40, or 70, 30 is right. more like it. Same time. You don't want to lose, not everybody needs to understand every joke at every minute, but you don't want to lose an entire segment for right. an entire show. Right. So I said, I keep that in mind when you're preparing your remarks. You don't want to drown them in Jewish jokes. Thursday night, February the 8th at 7 p.m. It's LOL featuring Dr. Lewin, singing sensation Elon Tal, Dr. Popowitz. He's made a commitment he, to he, yeah, is, right. he is one funny foot surgeon. Huh. This guy is incredible. Interesting. Yeah. He's there not, might be some podiatry jokes that night. He, he may throw in a podiatry. Now, he per se is not a comedian, but he, as everybody knows, Dr. Popowitz is a very, very well-respected community member, one of the best foot and ankle surgeons in the region. Everyone, oh, yeah. people, in he, his name continues to grow and grow, and he is going to represent the practice, and he does so in his um, you know casual and uh, lovable way. Nice. That's what he's going to do. Plus others who've already tried out and are now included in the lineup. Yeah, so we'll get about five to seven comedians. I, I have to, I'm, I may have to turn one or two away. There's somebody that would like to be in the show and is not well, and I would like to fit a way in for him to do it. Again, this is about Chesed, and, right. and Chesed begins in many directions. Right. So. Well, you have a week to make that decision. Thursday, February the 8th, a week from tonight at the Rain Event Space, 399 Water Street in Teaneck, New Jersey. And finally, the event will benefit Gears, G-E-E-R-Z. Tell everybody what Gears is. Um, I don't really know what they know. Okay. Ge- <laughs> Gears is an organization uh, which was established uh, several years ago by Anacha Mosatsky from, um, I believe he lives in Beit Shemesh. Uh, I don't remember how many years ago he made Aliyah. He's a bike enthusiast himself. And um, as you know, um, there are many therapeutic uh, modalities, which are, so to speak, out of the box, which have been accepted by the medical community, horse therapy, right. all forms of animal therapy, and right. biking therapy. You music, know, Music therapy. Music therapy. Right tactical therapy all kinds of therapy and biking is one of them so these there are many children which are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorders prior to october 7th broken homes Mm -hmm. a lot of pain out there there's a lot of pain right and october 7th has would you agree added to the pain i can only imagine and therefore uh as all these organizations have had to do they've had to rally around their donor base and provide more and more and more and more services he sent me a whatsapp of uh 
a displaced village, uh, which he's now uh, taken on a whole, an entire Ethiopian village. So you see all the Ethiopian children. Bike. I mean, there's no end. So therefore, we felt comedy, biking, that, that's a something good match. Yeah. It's something good. It's a, it's a good match. Uh, there is a $101 per ticket donation. But again, as you just described, it's going to a really good cause. So people should not hesitate. They should come out and support and even give more if they can. Absolutely. Um, again, this is going to be a quality event. There is expense behind it. So the goal is to obviously as much of profit as we can give to uh, Gears. Um, there is nobody uh, who's really benefiting. There's no there's no money behind this other than the money that's being generated and whatever we need to, to, to pay for expenses. However, whoever would like to sponsor, whether you're corporate or, or an individual, uh, we want you to come, frankly, because right. the comedy is better when it's a, a nice packed room. The, the the rumor is, I don't know, this is what I heard on the street, that there'll be a big Jewish guy there. His name is, his, his uh, initials are NS. Oh, am I going to be there? Totally. Of course you're going to be there. That, and, that really uh, is a rumor. You may be the tallest guy in the room. Interesting. Wow. For that alone, I should show up. I do have a patient that's bigger. Maybe. It'd be funny if you both showed up. I have some guy that's all, I think your size. We could speak face and to I face. And I operate on it on him. And wow. that would be funny if you, if he and you would come, that would be that funny. Would be, talk about comedy. That would be hilarious. That would be very, very, very funny. But he, I operated on him. If you'd allow me to operate on you, that would. God forbid I should not have to go through that. Just a small, Abs- small procedure. Absolutely not. Well, uh, come on. Unless you can get rid of my, uh, my, what do you call it? The fact that I can't feel anything with the edge of my end, ends of my fingers because of COVID. From two years ago. If I operate on your spine, will that take care of it? Oh, I don't know, but I'm not trying that, but I can get it's it. For the, it's for Israel. No, I'm sorry. Right, fine, sorry. Fine, okay. Anyway. <laughs> it's a week from tonight. How do people get tickets? Um, <clears throat> there is a, a flyer which has been circulated as an event. It's th- all the QR ticket sales are through a QR, QR code, code through Eventbrite. Um, it, it, and the reason we did that is just it's easier to manage. You know? So we don't want to be in that business of managing money. In addition, we should mention, uh, you wanted to mention a podcast that's dropping. When is this podcast dropping? Totally separate topic. But I, know, I, but, I do want to mention but it. But here, so we yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, it's unrelated, but in a certain sense, it is related. Right. We... Um, let me do this. There's you a, do there's it. A, you do there's it. There's a regular podcast. There's a regular podcast about uh, about uh, about gun control. Let's put it that way, and the and the levels of of gun ownership and gun control in this country that that somebody hosts that somebody hosts on a regular basis, and they are a gun advocate and they are a gun professional and they own a own a gun range. Right? Would that be would that be accurate or not? Everything you said is accurate, but it needs a it needs a Go small ahead. preamble. And sure. the preamble is that everybody wants to add value nowadays, right? And it's all in regard to adding bringing value to each other and to ourselves now one of the topics uh related and prior related to october 7th is the issue of self-defense and gun ownership and and specifically for our community and specifically for jews so my kids challenged me when we started doing comedy for to stroll and comedy for a higher cause they said daddy uh okay the comedy's good and some of them like it and some of them don't like it and so then they said why don't you do a podcast they challenged me, and so this is the last time they're going to challenge me because I said, okay, let's see what happens. So I am a gun owner. I, I am a gun licensed. Um, I do believe in the rights of the Second Amendment, although not a staunch right. NRA man, right. for sure not. But You're a reasonable gun owner. I'm a reasonable gun owner. I'm a recent gun owner. Um, <clears throat> and, um, you know, I've been called a James Bond Jew, so I needed to have that. So in any event, so what we needed to do was to create a medium uh, – 
to discuss it. It was called Guns and Moses. I contacted Anthony Calandro, who's the owner of Gun for Hire. I said, we have an idea to do a podcast about guns, Jews, Jewish law. He said, Doc, I love it wherever you need. So he allowed us, so to speak, to, to borrow a term, to hijack his podcast. Right. Right. So we brought Rabbi Shai Tahan, Rabbi Elliot Shire was on the call in. Uh, we had a gun advocate and a someone who had a more restrictive verse. And Yali Elkin, who was also a community member, was on the podcast. When does this become available to the public? And it was filmed last night. It was filmed two nights ago. Audiovisual, Triple uh, S Studios, Zevi Fleetwood Savetsky did it. It's a, it became it really was an epic production. I hope it's well received. I hope it adds value to the Jewish world and the world at large. Available when? available February fourth on Gun for Hire dot com or Gun for Hire Radio podcast, which has a two hundred and fifty thousand person average. Listeners. Yeah. There you go, folks. Dr. Lewin's got a lot of information. Uh, that podcast drops February the 4th and February the 8th, a week from tonight, on Cedar Lane at the, what's it called, Rain? The Rain Event Space. Rain three, event space. Three, it is not on Cedar Lane, oh, darling. 399, 399 Water Street. Water Street. Thank you. Uh, again, the rumor on the street is that there's a big man named Malcolm Siegel who's going to be there. Doubtful, but all right. Okay. See we'll pick happens. you up in a car. See what happens. Black car. I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> Uh, what can I tell you? Let's hope my cough is gone by then. Dr. Lewin, always a delight to see you. It's a pleasure to see you. Thank you for everything you do for the cloud. Thank, Thank you for you. doing everything for me personally. Thank you. And, and, and keep, and you should be with, with good health and on, only on good occasion. Amen. And good luck because I hope, I hope you really bring the house down on Thursday night. I'm I good. hope you make them laugh. I'm, I'm going to need it. Well, Whatever you need. I hope you've got it. Thank you, darling. I hope it's in your arsenal. Thank you. And you're able to do it. Uh, th- check it out, everybody. It's an Eventbrite uh, production meeting. That's where you get your tickets. And uh, check out the QR code and all the ads for Thursday night, one week from tonight. It's called LOL. I'm sure you've seen ads all over the place. More coming up. It's JM in the AM.
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AlchemSegal.com, and the AlchemSegal Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Thanks so much to all of our special guests. Plenty coming up, including Yossi Zweig in a Thursday live lunch at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Mark Zamek in the Arab Shabbos show, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. is happening at 7 p.m. tonight. Great Thursday programming, as you would suspect, here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Tomorrow morning, we're back. Malcolm Holmline will join us for a weekly update. If you haven't yet given to our 40th anniversary campaign, please do. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. Have a fabulous, wonderful Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.